0: Shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma, and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly.
1: Welcome and thank you so much for listening to my friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly. Yep, I'm autistic. And my purpose is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through these open, honest and engaging conversations on autism. The podcast is here to break down stigmas and misconceptions around autism while increasing the level of understanding and acceptance of autistic people. I do that with a few things I do with my blogs, my YouTube channel. Go and check out Orion Kelly, that autistic guy on YouTube, and these podcasts. So hopefully we can raise some understanding and acceptance with today's podcast.
0: My My Friend friend, Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au
1: Now in this episode, I want to talk about autism myths. We're not only going to talk about them, we are going to absolutely debunk slash explode them because I'm sick of them. <laughs> and it's, there's no use getting angry at you or getting angry at people that don't know the difference between an autistic fact and an autistic myth. That's pointless. The best thing you do is to, well, put them out there and then shoot them down. So let's do that. I want to start off with labels okay and more specifically functioning labels now it gets tiring obviously i do podcasts and blogs and youtube videos and i do radio and all blah 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 right so a lot of times people may say things like oh, i wouldn't have picked you to be autistic or you don't look autistic or you don't act autistic or you must have mild autism oh my goodness okay so let's let's break down these stupid functioning labels. Now, for starters, there's no such thing as mild autism. There's no such thing as severe autism. There's just such thing as autism. Now, what's happened is along the way, and this has probably come from not only the diagnostic portion, but also the medical treatment portion and the medical profession, talking about, okay, well, you have what we'll call high-functioning autism. Now, of course, that doesn't exist. There's just autism or there is not. And there's also people who could be classed as low-functioning. Okay, so you have low-functioning autism and there's all sorts of silly reasons. It could be, oh, because you don't communicate the way normal people do. You're nonverbal. Well, okay, but they probably communicate in various different ways. Some, a normal person, Couldn't even think about doing. So it's kind of ridiculous, really, because it's just dangerous. It cultivates a belief that high functioning and low functioning autism means only some autistic people require support and care. And those with high functioning autism, I've got a light form, a mild form, and I don't really require support and care. Okay, you cannot be a little bit autistic, you can't be mildly autistic. Of course, autistic people like myself all have different challenges and strengths, but it's when we start to label those very autistic people as high functioning or low functioning or put functioning labels on them, we miss the point. Like I've said, everyone's autistic. If you are autistic, it doesn't matter where you fit on the spectrum. You will, for the fact that you are autistic, require some form of daily support. You might not require care, but you'll absolutely require some form of daily support. So this is how we have to look at it. And I want to bust the myth. Okay, functioning labels, busted, stupid, don't exist. Here's what you use, okay? Support needs. I'm autistic and I have low support needs compared to this person who's autistic who has high support needs. Don't make it out like I can function at a higher level than another autistic person just because there's something about them that isn't normal right it's ridiculous i hope we've got to the bottom of that function labels rack off it's all about the support needs of an individual autistic person next (laughs) empathy autistic people you're just cold you don't experience emotions you're robots you're blank you lack empathy I can't speak on behalf of all autistic people. But I can tell you, as a rule, for the most part, autistic individuals, they feel as much, now in my opinion, more. Yes, more empathy than other people. Now, the issue here, the breakdown in the chain here, is that we may have trouble detecting emotions from unspoken communication, you know, like nonverbal, verbal language cues, all that inferences, all that kind of stuff. Body language, tone, these things are tricky, right? So when emotions are communicated more directly, people with autism are much more likely to feel empathy, to feel compassion. We express it in ways that are harder to recognise or we have trouble expressing it. It does not mean that we aren't experiencing the compassion or the empathy. We just don't always show it outwardly or in a way that, people are ready to understand or to see, right? We take on emotional pain on, in my opinion, on levels that a lot of people don't. And it can impact us for a long time. So please, let's let's just cut that myth out, okay? Autistic people aren't cold. We aren't emotionless, unfeeling, whatever people like to say. It just isn't the case. Next myth to bust. Autistic people only have deficits compared to neurotypical people and... We are intellectually disabled. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's start at the start here, okay? Sure, some people who are autistic may indeed have a below-average IQ. And some people who are autistic may indeed have a above-average IQ. But to me, that sounds like everyone else on the planet. And yes... There may be autistic people who, as a comorbidity, have an intellectual disability. But being autistic does not mean you are intellectually disabled. Autism is a neurodevelopmental disability. It is not an intellectual disability. And you can really add to this myth, honestly, the way the medical profession actually diagnose it. If you look at the medical model, the DSM-5, which has the criteria. I've gone through this, not only for me, but for my son. It's one of the most horrific things an autistic person can go through. It's nothing to do with anything, but what autistic people can't do, aren't able to do. It has nothing to do with what they're good at or what they like to do. It's nothing to do with strengths and everything to do with weaknesses, challenges. (sighs) So you wonder why this is a hard myth to bust, but Nevertheless, it's just not true. Have you heard the myth that autism is a disease? Autism is something that can be cured or outgrown. For starters, number one, let's bust this myth. Autism is not a disease. It cannot be cured. Nor do we want it to be cured. It it, it makes absolutely no sense to say that it's a disease or autism can be cured or we can find a cure for autism is to say that autistic people aren't accepted, aren't good enough for the world, need to be fixed, are broken, get stuffed. Autistic people are born autistic and guess what? They die autistic, can't be cured or prevented. People don't grow out of it, and I don't want to. I'm going to be super quick with this next myth because it's been busted for, I don't know, 20 years, but it's kind of back in vogue because of the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic and the, the vaccines associated with it. So vaccines cause autism. That is a myth that's been going for so long. We've established now that it's absolutely ridiculous. It has been long debunked by medical science. I'm talking actual legitimate peer reviewed journal articles and medical science legitimate stuff for over 2 decades it does not cause autism think about it for start you are born autistic you can't acquire autism i'm not going to tell you what to do with vaccinations okay well, you, that's your choice from my point of view covid-19 vax Come at me. Let's do this, my friend. Bring it on, please, so I can get on with my life. The next myth I'd like to bust is a myth about autistic people looking alike. Now, the reason why I say this is that we must look alike is because a lot of autistic people can often get things like, oh, you don't look autistic. Now, I don't personally know what an autistic look is, and you ask that person, well, hang on a second, what does that mean? What, what does autism look like? I don't know. I just don't know you don't look autistic. I mean, you can't not know. If you just believe and know that I don't look autistic, that means you must have some sort of guideline to base your assumptions on, right? You must know what autism looks like if you are certain it doesn't look like me. But you don't. So shut up. Autism is a neurodevelopmental disability. It doesn't have physical characteristics. Seriously. <laughs> really. Oh, yeah, no, that, you're right. Sorry, I apologise. I've got an autistic nose. I mean, seriously. <sighs> you know what, though? The mental effort to actually hide autistic signs, we call it masking, is one of the things that people never talk about. Like I spend my entire life basically masking my true self because... I guess 99.9% of my true, normal, autistic, genuine self would be would come across in a way to normal everyday people as something they're not comfortable with. It makes them uncomfortable. Oh, you're just a little bit too awkward or fidgety or nervous or you're a bit too brutally honest or you say a little bit inappropriate. Thi- no, well, hang on. You know, I'm just being my genuine self and because it, it makes you uncomfortable, it's not acceptable, right? Now, obviously... It's not like I'm saying that I'm able to do things that are unlawful or genuinely and completely universally inappropriate. Well, no, I'm not saying that. But the idea that it makes you uncomfortable because I'm just honest, because I just tell you the truth and that can upset you or make you feel uncomfortable means I've got to mask myself, right? I've got to not do that, pretend, right? Even though I'm not good at that kind of stuff like small talk and white lies. So, of course, I won't look autistic because I'm masking, I'm hiding it from you. So this is where the myth comes from. But there is no autistic look. How about this myth? Autistic people don't want or can't make relationships. Autistic people can't even establish relationships, let alone make them work. Okay. Hi, my name's Orion uh, I have a wife. <laughs> She's a human wife. A yes, a fully fledged female human. Not that it's got anything to do with gender, but I'm just saying I've met a fully fledged human, a neurotypical human. Uh, we met and dated and got married and you're not going to believe it, we're still together and we have two kids. I think that's what you'd class as a relatively normal neurotypical relationship. Sure, autistic people may need support with social skills. Sure, we interact differently. We process and communicate in the world around us differently. But most autistic people, from my point of view, enjoy having friendships and enjoy having meaningful relationships. Now, I don't want to get into the sexuality side of this because I've got a YouTube video on that. Go and check out my YouTube video on sexuality. And I talk about another myth, which is that all autistic people are asexual. So that can play into relationships as well, okay? So you have to understand it's not the same world. The dating world isn't the same for autistic people. But the idea, just because we have challenges and we aren't able to navigate the dating world or the friendship world in the same way neurotypical people can, and therefore we're punished for that, doesn't mean we don't want the friendships. It's just a much bigger challenge for some autistic people, including me. Ah, I love this one. How about this one? All autistic people are savants. (laughs) Yes, we have a savant-like special skill or ability. Oh, let me think. Hmm, how would have the media portrayed that? Oh, Rain Man. See the movie Rain Man? (laughs) Yeah. That plane's going to Melbourne, Australia, Ray. Melbourne, Australia. Anyway, so you've got Ray Man. Uh, what's that? Uh, who's that, that character on that, that stupid comedy show? Oh, and it's supposed to be funny. I believe it's funny in America. What's he called? I don't know. I don't know what he's called because I don't watch that show. It's some sort of science show, right? It's, it's apparently quite popular. Sheldon? Is his name Sheldon? It's, uh, it just, the good doctor? Like, well, okay, cool. So he's some young dude that, that just became a doctor in... In his teenage years, right, he could already help people before he even gone to medical school and all this kind of stuff. Again, I'm not saying, uh, you know, hey, everything about autism in the media is horrible, and, and uh, I'm just going to give it rubbish. And actually, no, I am saying that. I don't, you know what? I don't have to applaud badly portrayed autistic people in media because you put autistic people in media. No, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not, I don't have to apologise. I don't have to applaud that. If you're going to portray people in a such a generically stereotypical, caricature, completely misrepresented fashion, well, no. I'm not going to say thanks for doing it. I'm going to say stop doing it. I, I, okay, we're talking about savant skills, but I've gone off on a tangent here about media representation. So let's quickly park savant skills. This reminds me, this Sia movie. Now, by the way, I'm not, for, number one, my, my entire life that had Sia in it, I was a fan. Love Sia's music. Love Sia's voice. But she can get stuffed. No, seriously, this movie she's made, this music movie, I've got a couple of issues. For starters, when she put the trailer out, the autistic community, you know, universally said, hang on, mate, you're doing a movie where the central character, the name of the movie is the name of the character who's autistic. And you've put the chick from all your video clips in as the autistic chick. Word is she did her training on how to be autistic. This is the girl that plays the autistic character in music. By watching meltdowns on on YouTube or something, right? By watching autistic people have meltdowns. Well, for starters, autistic people shouldn't be having meltdowns on YouTube. If that's the case, that means some idiot parent who thinks, I don't know, oh, my life's so hard because I've got an autistic child, so I don't know, I might as well make some money off them by putting their... I mean, that's a private... That's a private moment when someone... And by the way, meltdowns are uncontrollable actions. It's like filming some child having an epileptic fit and putting it on YouTube for views. No, seriously. So it's just... That's not good, okay? This, this fires me up because you look. You go look at my YouTube videos. You should read the comments. I did a video on the trailer talking about some things that I logically think are unacceptable. The portrayal of an autistic person. The inability to use the autistic community. Sia only based the entire the entire movie's preparation on the information provided by Autism Speaks, which is basically an autistic hate group. It is the most damaging, most horrific autistic organisation that has absolutely no place in the autistic community. That's where you go and get your information. Oh, well done. I've been researching this for three years. I like, Don't judge until you've seen it. Well, hang on. You're saying in three years, you only got information from a hate group. Like that's all you found in three years. What did was Google broken? What what, what do you mean? What do you mean that's... And then if you watch, it's okay, cool. So the comments to my video on her trailer, you should read them. I mean, I'm an autistic person, right? And I, people just bully and go me and call me things and do things. And they, I don't know. Like if I, if I saw someone on the street who who was different to me in some way. Maybe they had some form of disability. Maybe they were just different. I don't walk up to them on the street and actually bully and berate them and speak to them in a mean-spirited way, right, because they're different. But this is what happens online. It's crazy. I did an entire other video on just those comments, on mean comments. Putting all that aside... In the actual movie, there's even we thought, okay, cool, it's gonna be finished once the movie comes out. No. In the movie there were some scenes, some basically restraint scenes, right? Where, you know, adults were basically holding down or or sitting or slaying or standing or whatever on top of the autistic child having a meltdown. Now this is this is the wrong thing to put in a movie. I don't care if it's a reality in certain circumstances. Okay, you don't put it in a movie that's supposedly a love letter to the autistic community. Are you serious? So it's not a love letter to the autistic community. It's the bird, it's giving the bird. And if you don't know what the bird is, stick your middle finger up. That's what it is to the autistic community. Okay, now last time I checked, that's not a love letter. And the best part is that after all this furor again, Sia, oh, what if she deleted her, her entire Twitter account like three times, anytime anything goes bad? Really? She's just erasing the past. Oh, I didn't Remember how I treated the community of autistic people really badly and it blew up in my face? Yeah, didn't happen. Gone. Didn't happen. Oh, remember how the movie came out and everyone started talking about the restraint scenes and inappropriate uses of bad stereo? Gone. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And then... Thank you, media, by the way. Thank you to the people that... Well, what, what is it? I don't know. Is it the Golden Globes? I don't know. It's something, right? Some sort of awards organisation nominated them for awards. Thank you so much. On behalf of the autistic community, I want to thank the people responsible for, for awarding nominations to a film that has universally been panned and has done actual damage to the community. It's supposed to be a love letter to... Anyway, we we're talking about savant skills, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> no, it's just not true. Not autistic people have savant skills. Sure, there are some, but not every autistic person is a genius or a savant. It just isn't the case. Some are, some aren't. So we're not all rain man. I guess is the point I'm saying. Make sense? Here's a myth. Autism is a mental illness. Oh, <sighs> my goodness. Okay, autistic brains are simply wired differently. Right? We're wired differently to neurotypical brains. By nature, being autistic doesn't make you mentally ill. You aren't someone with a mental illness because you are autistic. However, autistic people can have comorbidities like depression, anxiety, and alike. So I'm not saying that autistic people don't have mental illnesses but that's the same as neurotypical people. Just because I'm autistic doesn't mean being autistic means I have a mental illness. Now, autism is not a mental illness. Autism is not a disease. Autism is a neurological developmental disability. I actually saw, I don't know, I think he said he might have been a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist or something. I don't know. And I think he was based in the, in the UK or Europe and he had a YouTube video. He said right off the bat, autism is a mental illness. I thought to myself... Did, sorry, did you go to school? Did you learn how to be what you are at, an, at a facility? This is what we are up against. Have you heard the myth that autism is caused by bad parenting? I love this. This is brilliant. This is from, I don't know, like a 1,000 years ago, right? And the dude, the, the doctor at the time, the, the scientific genius at the time, I don't know, back in the 50s or whatever, he created this by saying cold, unemotional parents Cause autism, and he coined them refrigerator parents. <laughs> refrigerator parents because refrigerators are cold. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah. No, autistic kids <laughs> aren't created from bad parenting. For goodness sakes, you are born autistic. You can only be born autistic. You can't acquire it or catch it. So how is parenting relevant? Being a good or a bad, the only relevance parenting has is genetic. Good or bad parents are Genetic link to autism, let's say your mum or your dad or your grandfather or your grandmother, let's say either of them were autistic. Yeah, it, it absolutely can pass down the chain and it probably will. I mean, I've got a son who was diagnosed a few months before me. This happens every day now. 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings finding out they're autistic because they were a lost generation. It wasn't known how to properly diagnose autistic people right across the spectrum. So children or grandchildren being diagnosed is actually helping that diagnosis. Okay, so there's a genetic link, but bad or good parenting has nothing to do with it. But by the way, how good is refrigerated parents? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine this guy? Okay, well, I've got some, uh, got some great news here, guys. i will that. I've finished my uh, six-year study and I've decided that uh, if you're cold and unemotional, uh, I'll be calling that a refrigerator parent, uh, you will have autistic kids. So I guess the key takeaway is to be more like a heater uh, uh, without a fire hazard, of course. we don't want people burning down their their house, but you see what I'm saying? When I say be a heater, I don't mean actually turn yourself in. You know what? Forget about the whole thing. And that's how it went. This is a massive myth. Let's bust it. Only boys can be autistic. Oh yeah, really? No. Okay, at the moment there's probably probably about a three times ratio, right? So boys potentially three times more likely to be diagnosed autistic than girls and women. But gotta think of a few different things here. For starters, autistic girls and women often camouflage your autism much better at imitating social skills, suppressing some of their autistic characteristics. Therefore, they're more likely to be misdiagnosed, right? Or not even noticed at all. Diagnosed later in life than boys and men. And therefore, it seems like only boys get it. But it's just not true. It just shows that the community and medical profession have a long way to go to catch up on the best way to diagnose women, diagnose girls on a specific way. There's no use trying to diagnose a girl on a test built for boys. Right, It doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of work to do there. But it's a myth. If you ever hear that, that, oh, no, my daughter can't be autistic because that's a boy thing, right? No. Final myth. I don't want this to turn into another Sia rant, so I'm doing my best, fingers crossed. Autistic people require intervention. Okay, so we've established it's not a mental illness. We've established it's not a disease. Can't be cured, doesn't need to be cured. Okay, so the best form of intervention, apparently, for autistic kids is ongoing treatment and services to make them indistinguishable from their neurotypical peers. That sounds healthy. That sounds healthy. Let's do that. You know what? Actually, to make the the autistic kids feel better, how about we get all the neurotypical kids in the world? Parents, you're up. This is your job. And what we'll do, we'll get all the neurotypical kids, and every day after school, for the rest of their schooling life, they'll go to... Uh, speech pathology, physio, OT, psychology, I don't know, whatever, all these every day after school, and they'll be taught how to be more like autistic kids, right? Let's get all the neurotypical kids and we'll teach them how to be more like autistic kids. Does that sound reasonable? No, it doesn't, does it? Look, it's just adding a massive mental load. Honestly, think about this from your heart. What kind of mental load do you think that would add to your child? What kind of mental load do you think ongoing intervention, treatment and services... To help an autistic child become indistinguishable from neurotypical kids, right? To mask, to discourage their natural autistic self, their genuine self. Sure, people could class them as traits, but it's them. What kind of mental load do you think that would have on an autistic child? And this is on top of already knowing you're doing this because the world doesn't accept you. You're broken. You're wrong, mate. Sorry. You're not good enough for us. You're going to have to do some work. While the other kids are playing, you're going to OT. Do you see what I'm saying? That's a massive load. So autistic people require intervention. That's a myth. And I want to be clear. There are autistic people who can absolutely benefit from certain services. But it has to be functional. Okay? I'm autistic. I reckon I could benefit from physio 100% from a functional point of view. As part of the certain traits that I have with my autism, I can be extremely what people would class as clumsy, dyspraxic, whatever you want to call it. I can walk into walls and doors. Um, I don't have great balance all the time. So from a functional point of view, physio could help me strengthen my body and hopefully not fall as much, bump into stuff, have better balance, better strength. Right, That's a functional thing you can improve my life. But going to OT, for example for someone basically just to teach me how to suppress my true self. I don't see that as functional. I mean, to function, sure, you have to be able to get on with the rest of the world, but it's not getting on with the rest of the world if all you're doing is changing everything about you so other people will allow you into their life. That's not a fair exchange. So I completely and wholeheartedly respect functional treatment Functional services that help autistic kids on a functional level improve their day to day life. But it's an absolute myth, 100% myth, that autistic people require intervention. Autistic kids, you're not broken. You are not broken. You are you. I am me. We are. You are. Just live.
0: My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now at the Orion Kelly Facebook page.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to My Friend Autism. I really do appreciate it. Certainly, thank you for sticking with me through my movie rant. Now, if the episode has resonated with you, please share it with your friends and family so we can reach more people. You can say hey to me, like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook, or you can send me a message via my website. Just go to orionkelly.com.au. That's O-R-I-O-N-K-E-L-L-Y.com.au. And I would love it if you'd stop by my YouTube channel, find Orion Kelly, that autistic guy, click that subscribe button and check out all my videos. My Friend Autism is here to break down stigmas and misconceptions around autism while increasing the level of understanding and acceptance of autistic people. You've been listening to My Friend Autism
0: with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and never miss an episode, like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook. Or visit orionkelly.com.au.